The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on Rutherford County. If you have a question dealing with Rutherford County, we underline Rutherford County. Uh, we have with us our county mayor. How are you today? Good morning, Bart. It's chilly. Um, frost on the ground. Yes. Had to let the car warm up. Had to get the old bones moving this morning. It's chilly. <laughs> Joe Carr is with us this morning. Uh, all-time famous uh, beekeeper. <laughs> Now, now you, you don't have any problem with your hands because the bees sting I, I, them. I get stung. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, if your listeners want to know, we've had we had a conversation about this, as I recall, off air. And to the listeners, I made uh, Bart a a really a pretty incredible offer. It was phenomenal. It, it was. was, and I'm I'm willing to extend that to the listeners for the Christmas season. Okay, Bart. So, and out of my abundance of generosity, okay, the, the vast reservoir of generosity that I have, I'm what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to allow a certain number of people. Maybe we could get the birthday fairy to help us with this, right? To select a caller. But if you want some bee sting therapy, I will, at no cost to you, allow you to walk in front of the hives, and I will. I will beat the hives. We'll make sure you have a veil on, yeah. but we will beat the hives, and we will give you a discounted price of $20 per sting for the bee sting therapy in front of my hives. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal price. I don't see how people could pass <laughs> They that. will not. They, I'm sure that my phone will ring off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we don't have a whole lot of questions about bees. I'm not surprised. It's but, winter. Uh, they're, you know, they're 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 hiding in their uh, their boxes right now, trying to stay warm. Person does ask, uh, when will you replace the tree at the courthouse? So I think that is a great leading question, and I'm glad that was asked because uh, I want I wanted to give an update. So we had an arborist come out there, and w- the we have determined through uh, Greg Tucker our county historian and some other sources that that tree is dates back to 1840 uh, when the Miller family brought four of those up uh, to the square and put one on each corner of the square around the courthouse that in 1840 that is the last surviving of the four sycamore trees that were brought up from uh, Stones River back in 1840 so that tree was there during the occupation of the union forces during the battle of the civil war so it's been there for a very very long time it's got tremendous significance the rutherford county historical society just recently uh, i was uh, honored to receive on behalf of the sycamore tree the citizen of the year uh, because of its historical significance and contribution Uh, and so the county has made a significant financial investment in bringing. We flew an arborist in to try to ascertain, you know, what it would take uh, to extend the life of that tree and what we could do. And uh, he he flew in. He says he's not seen too many sycamores of that size uh, anymore. They're just not 
around anymore. And he said, uh, in my opinion, you should make every effort to extend the life of this tree. And so we pulled back some of the grassy sod, the sod that we put down several years ago that everybody likes, including the mayor, <clears throat> really had a, had, as I said before, has had a detrimental effect on the tree. It's basically suffocating the tree roots. The sod is. The, sod, the, the grass sod. So we've pulled some of that sod back and then we fertilized the root system to give it some oxygen, to make sure it gets watered properly. Uh, the arborist told us that he believes we can extend the life of that tree by at least 10 years. So, yes, so that is, we're going to continue to try to do that. Obviously, the dead limbs, we've got to trim back because they're a safety hazard. But I'm extremely, extremely happy to report that that tree will not be coming down anytime soon. We're going to do everything we can to extend its life. But at some point in time, it will expire. And when it does, we will have to bring the tree down. Well, at least you know you have done all that you can to preserve that bit of history. And, and that's exactly right. And so what we, what we did is, and initially I thought, and I, I think I even said this several months ago, that I was at a place, unfortunately, that we were going to have to bring the tree down. I think I said this back in the spring, this fall, when you know the leaves all fell, and that's the safest time to bring it down. And you know I was presented with some facts that I didn't have. And the fact, one of the facts I have from Greg Tucker was the history of this tree. I had no idea it was quite that old. And so that was a, that was a change. That was a significant change for me um, as the steward of the, uh, the grounds. And so I decided to reach out to an arborist or a company that does work for Rutherford County. And they said they could fly somebody in. And so they did. And so one thing led to another. And so it just goes to show you uh, how important it is, Bart, on a broader level, how flexible our leadership needs to be with regard to making decisions. And I tell this people all the time, and this isn't, the tree is an excellent example, but it's in everything. You know, I, as the mayor, reserve the right to change my mind when I get a better understanding of the facts or I get new facts that require me to undertake a course correction that is in the best interest of everybody. And this is an example of us doing that. So I'm real proud that we're going to be able to save that tree or at least extend its life for about 10 years. Now, is this arborist going to be able to take care of it and sort of watch it carefully to see if his suggestions are working. Oh, oh yeah, we had it's uh, it's Davy Tree Company. Uh, they're they're a company here in Rutherford County. Uh, they're out on Flat Rock Road. They do great work. But there are a number of tree companies that that do good work. We just happened to contract with them, and I'm very pleased with their professionalism. They're a, it's a, they're actually a licensed professional arborist. It's not just a tree cutting service, but an arborist, and that's what we wanted. We wanted somebody who had an understanding of old growth trees and how to either restore or prolong their life so there wasn't anybody locally so they flew this person in and we were glad that they came in now tell us a little more about the history you said these were four trees brought up from the river right yes sir in 1840 the, planted by, there it, now eddie miller a uh, 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 guy i went to school with his family he eddie called me and said my great 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 grandfather is the one that brought these up off the miller plantation off the stones river so he brought four of them up and i was thrilled that and i had that confirmed by greg tucker and so it was the it was eddie miller's i don't know three or four great grandfathers whatever and brought them up, 
planted them around the square, and the other three have uh, expired, have died, but this is the remaining sycamore tree. So that is really a bit of history. That's a great bit of history, and um, we've got, we're going to have a little plaque we're going to put at the base of the tree in the mulch that people can read a little bit about the history of the tree and that how important exciting. it is. It is. It's just, you know, it's, and I've said this, Bart, a thousand times, but it bears repeating. If this county is going to have a vision, and it is going to have a vision, because the word clearly says in Proverbs, the people without vision will perish. And what perishes is our values and our principles and our culture, and those things are absolutely worth preserving. But if people without vision will perish, well, people can't have a vision unless they understand their history. And that includes the good and the bad. And so you have to embrace that history, and you, you celebrate the good, and you learn from the bad. But this is a celebration of the good because this sycamore tree has endured so much, and it's a reflection of um, the tenacity, the perseverance of this community. It reflects so much of the character of this community in so many ways. I'm glad to preserve it. By the way, you, you did get one dream come true. You have a question about honey. <laughs> this person says, I'm wanting to give uh, some friends local honey for Christmas. Can you get local honey this time of the year? You can. It gets harder and harder to get, but I have some local honey, and, uh, and uh, I have it out at the farm. And it's something that I, I, I do sell it. Uh, I'm not here to sell my honey. I want to make that real clear. I'm here to talk about Rutherford County. But if they call my office and ask to speak to me, I will make arrangements to get them some honey. If not my honey, certainly somebody else's. Be glad okay. to help them with that. Very good. Uh, here's another question. Is there a Christmas surprise for Middle Point Landfill? Well, the Christmas, I don't know if Middle Point Landfill is going to get a surprise or Christmas surprise. I will say this, on December 6th, Rutherford County will open the the purchasing committee, which, I, of course, I chair, is going to open the bids for the site work at our transfer station out at Landfill Road. And then on December 8th at Room 205, um, we're going to award that bid and we hope and expect work, dirt work to begin, site work to begin for the transfer station by the middle of January. So um, we're real excited about that. Tell us a little more about that. Well, uh, of course, this is, a, uh, this is a part of the process that we started as soon as I was sworn in, where we secured the services of an engineering company to do uh, the engineering design and site work. Uh, for the transfer station. This is the culmination of that part of the process. Uh, we had a couple of hiccups along the way, but that's to be expected uh, in any process. We uh, ended up securing the services of uh, SEC, a local uh, civil engineering firm that does a lot of work for the county and the city and a lot of private entities in Middle Tennessee. And they do, they do fantastic work. Uh, and they, they were able to help us out and in a kind of an emergency situation. And so what we have done, we have divided this project up into four phases. The first phase is the site work. The second phase will be the, um, will be the actual uh, st uh, metal structure for the transfer station, an office building, and the scales. 
The third phase is we're going to bore underneath the Stones River to get to Mercerboro City Water and Sewer on the other side of the river. So that's, that's a third phase. And the fourth phase is we're going to renovate and straighten out Landfield Road. Now, all of those will overlap, but there are four distinct parts to this. It is our anticipation that the transfer station will be operable on by March 1st, January 2025, by March 1st, 2025. Very good. So by March 1st, it'll be operable? Of 2025. Of 2025, okay. Yeah. Okay, so a little it, over it, a year. It'll take, about, it'll take about 14 months to uh, do the site work and construct. Yes, sir, about 14 months. And what will this enable you to do that you're unable to do now? It will give Rutherford County solid waste independence. It'll give, uh, when Middle Point closes, because Middle Point is closing. In Middle Point, we believe Middle Point closes in a couple of years. When Middle Point closes, it will provide a seamless transition for Rutherford Countyans to have a place to take their trash. And that is to this Facility. transfer station? Yes, sir. But that garbage has to be taken somewhere else? That's correct. And so where, because it, it's a transfer station, emphasis on transfer. It's transferring this tr- trash from one place to another. It's not unlike a convenience center. For those of us in the county who use convenience centers, a convenience center really is nothing more than a transfer station. I, Joe Carr, take my trash to the Las Casas Convenience Center and put it in a large 40-yard container box. And then they, when that gets full, they take that then to Middle Point Landfill. So they transfer my trash from one place to another. And so we're going, essentially what we're going to do is we're going to do essentially the same thing. Our transfer station, though, is going to receive trash from all the county, and we're going to take it from there to a landfill in Marshall County. And we're, okay. we're contracted with waste management. We haven't contracted yet. We're, we've got a proposal, and we're going to work on that contract uh, probably beginning January 1. Will this be dramatically more expensive than what we currently are doing? Uh, well, first of all, there to the county, we had our solid waste department is about an eight million dollar budget, but that eight million dollar budget is funded within uh, the general fund of the county uh, and some of the CITES tax money we receive. So, if, as you know, Rutherford counties don't pay uh, a direct uh, garbage pickup tax. And it's our hope and anticipation they won't have to with the transfer station, that the transfer station will also be open and available to independent haulers who contract with somebody to have their their trash picked up. And then that we will then sell our access to those independent haulers, just like Middle Point sells access or Republic sells their access to those independent haulers. We're just going to be able to do it more efficiently and more safely. We have another question. This one's dealing with crime in our community. They say that they're worried about seeing the crime increase dramatically as it is with beatings, shootings, and things of this sort. They say they realize that it's mostly in the city limits, but that's also in the county. And they know that with the spreading of the community, growth of the community, uh, that's going to increase. What do you have in mind to sort of curb So we got on the, and I'm proud to say we got on the front end of this, Bart, in last year's budget. um, Because as I've shared with you previously, we inherited a record $64 million deficit. 
every bit of that deficit, budgeted deficit, was a result of Rutherford County not being able to pay for for growth. In other words, the growth in Rutherford County, the residential growth, whether it's schools, fire, EMS, law enforcement, it doesn't matter. That growth was not being paid for by those who were demanding for their services. And so that burden was having to be uh, shouldered by the property taxpayers. So as you know, uh, in order to retire that 64 record $64 million deficit, we had to raise property taxes. In so doing, we also found $25 million in savings because we didn't. We asked all of our departments uh, to not increase their budgets by one penny, and they all complied, with the exception of our first responders. Because, as this uh, text or email uh, accurately implies, you know, crime is a growing problem in our community, not just Murfreesboro, but Rutherford County too. So. Uh, our first responders, our law enforcement, uh, Sheriff Mike Fitzhugh, EMS, that's Brian Gaither, uh, Chief Farley. I asked them, I said, tell me what you need to bring your departments up to a needs base to service the 375,000 residents that we currently have. And so they brought me a bare bones budget, but it was an increase in personnel and staffing for those uh, departments. And so we're already on the front end of hiring additional personnel. It's already in the budget. It's already been approved. It's in the current uh, tax structure. And so I know Mike uh, Sheriff Fitzhugh is bringing on new officers, patrol officers. Uh, I know that uh, Chief Farley is bringing on additional resources to man the public safety buildings that we're building out. And also that Brian Gaither is also uh, getting additional service to make sure that our response time for our ambulances is less than seven minutes. So we're being very proactive in that regard. Are you going to be able to get some additional funding through the general through the general uh, a general assembly? Yes, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question, and that deserves a couple of minutes of explanation. Our budget is in the best place it has been ever financially. Our we have a AAA bond rating. We have, practically speaking, we have no budgeted, we have no deficit. Our fund balance is at 40%, which is our rainy day fund. And I am absolutely committed, committed to not raising property taxes to fund growth ever again. Now, from time to time, on rare occasion, you may have to raise property taxes because of inflation or because uh, the purpose of property taxes, and we've talked about this, is to maintain and upgrade the existing services provided to the county. Property taxes were never intended to pay for the expansion of services required by new development. And that's a very key critical component. But what we have historically done is because this county's hands are tied, unlike Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville, unlike Williamson County, Wilson County, and Dixon County, this county's hands are tied in how they are able to pay for growth. And either the General Assembly gives us the same tools they've already made available to the cities within Rutherford County and the counties that are adjacent to Rutherford County, or we're going to have to make some rather drastic steps and dealing with how we pay for growth, because I will not raise property taxes again to pay for growth. It won't happen. They go back in session in about six weeks. Uh, first of January. 
Are you going to, have you already made contact with them? We're in the process of making contact with them. I'm in, I'm in, uh, I have meetings with, as a matter of fact, I have meetings um, coming up uh, with parts of the delegation. To, and, and I think what we're, what we're all, the county commission and the mayor are asking, Bart, is why is Rutherford County being discriminated against? Why is it okay for Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne, and Eagleville to have impact fees and it's not okay for rutherford county not to have impact fees to pay for the exactly the same growth and yet we have the responsibility of educating the children of rutherford county the cities do not i know that murfreesboro has a k-6 through but they're not obligated to have that school system they could they could walk away from it at any time I know they're committed to it, and it's a great school system, and I don't hope they do that, but that's not their obligation. It's the county's obligation by statute. And so I'm, I just don't understand why it's okay for the cities to have these tools, but it's not okay for Rutherford County to have the exact same tools to pay for the exact same growth. Well, I guess the question also is, are there other counties, not cities, because we're a county, we're not a city, are there other counties that have this ability well, in it, Tennessee. Well, I, thank you for that question because I'm feeling rather argumentative this morning. But, okay. Okay, and, and I, <laughs> I love this is good because I, I think this kind of discussion helps the listener. Yes, there are. Williamson, Wilson, and Dixon County have these tools. but All around us. Yes, but never mind that. What difference does it make, Bart, that the cities have tools, that the counties don't have tools. Why is that a relevant question? Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne all have impact fees. They're dealing with the exact same growth that Rutherford County is, yet the General Assembly has determined that Rutherford County can't do what they've allowed Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne can do. What difference does it make if it's a city or a county? It doesn't make any difference. The fact is, is we're all in this together. And I'm going to tell you something. My relationship uh, with the mayors of the, the four cities of Rutherford County is excellent. And they're all on board. They all agree. So there's, there's no logical reason why we should have th- the ability to pay for growth and you shouldn't have that same ability. It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. Um, and that's all we're saying is give us the same tool that Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne have and also, quite candidly, Williamson, Wilson, and Dixon County have. So, do you have any feel what kind of feedback you're going to have? Because uh, you I, didn't get a good one last time. No, and we're going to get some pushback. And but we don't. The pushback that we get is this is the argument that they that they propose. The argument they propose is, well, what's keep what's to keep Rutherford County if they implement impact fees? What's to keep Rutherford County from? imposing a $50,000 per house impact fee? What's to keep them from doing that? And the answer to that question is, is I don't know. What's to keep Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, Williamson County, Wilson County, and Dixon County from imposing a $50,000 development tax or impact fee? What's to keep them from doing it? And it's, and, the, and it's the same thing that restrains them that will restrain us. We're not interested in putting an unnecessary undue burden on anybody. What we are interested in is just like Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, we're interested in development, new development, paying for the expansion of the services that they require, that we they wouldn't require if they weren't building out that new subdivision. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. If you have a question, if you have a comment, call us or text us. 
615-893-1450. We'll be right back. The Rick and Bubba Show weekdays from noon till 2. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Celebrate Christmas downtown Friday, December 1st, 6 p.m. Close your eyes and imagine snow falling over the tree being lit, Santa Claus and his elves, live reindeer, carriage rides, free hot cocoa, cookies, games, and crafts for the kids. A bell choir, dancers, performers, and singers all around the square. Celebrate Christmas downtown with stores open for shopping Friday, December 1st, historic downtown Murfreesboro. We'll see sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the upper 50s. Southwest winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 24. A look at the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. This is Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro. We are back again. Want to remind you that the Action Line is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, which brings you the lighting of the downtown Christmas tree. That'll be tomorrow. Wow. December 1st. The tree, I think the tree is lighting is at 6, and entertainment starts at 5.30, if I'm not mistaken. Are you going to really sing? I am not going to sing. However, I will be lighting the tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, let's not spoil Christmas for everybody. Let's not frighten the kids. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> Give the community a break, would you? <laughs> let's I thought on. you were the good neighbor station. <laughs> Good morning. You're on with our county mayor, Joe Carr. How are you? Hello there. Do you have a question or comment? Uh, hold, hold on. Let me try something else here. Hold on. Okay, try it now. Hello there. Try this I know now. Mayor Carr comes to that regularly. And then we also have, at 3 o'clock today, our new Circuit Court Judge, Terry Fan, will be 
sworn into office, and I think that will be on the sixth floor. So I just want to invite people, if they want to come up there and uh, see this, the recovery court will make you feel good about what's going on in Rutherford County and how we're helping people. And I think uh, everybody will be pleased with the appointment uh, by Governor Lee of uh, Judge Fan. Could you uh, give us the first part of that? We had a little technical issue, and we didn't get the first. This sounds like Judge Don Ash. Well, very good, Bart. <laughs> but yes, we have we have recovery court graduation today at ten thirty. Uh, so I know Mayor Card comes to that regularly, and that's a great thing. And the county is very supportive of that. So that's a good thing to go to. And then at three on the sixth floor, we have the uh, investiture of new circuit court judge Terry Fan has taken Judge Mark Rogers' place, uh, who retired. So I think it'll be a, a good day to be up. Uh, Good guy to be at the courthouse and not something to dread like some people dread when they go up. There. Well, I appreciate you bringing this up. Yes, I will be there. Um, I, I spoke to Judge Turner, and I know we've got nine graduates today, and I've also um, exchanged a text message with uh, Terry Fan, who's going to be sworn in today. So you're exactly right. Uh, today is going to be a very exciting day uh, at the uh, Judicial Center um, um, on Lytle. And I would invite the community to turn out. If you want to know, you want if you want to hear just unbelievably unbelievable stories of second chances, you'll have to have an opportunity to hear that. And there's probably not a greater investment that this county can make, um, both financially and in the impact in human lives, than in recovery court. I'm just, it's an amazing investment, and I'm real excited that the county has, the county commission has stepped up uh, and joined me with uh, with a 1.5 million dollar expansion of uh, the recovery court services. They do a phenomenal job, and I again, uh, Terry Fan also will be sworn in today, and and so uh, Judge Fan, I'll just go ahead and say it, um, was going to do a great job for the community. He's a splendid addition to the court. And Judge Ash, didn't you have a, a lot to do with the recovery court getting started here? Well, it's, to be honest, Bart, it's not about me, but uh, a lady named Mary Snyder, who's now deceased, called me one day and said she wanted to come talk to me about starting a drug court. And so uh, there was one in Kentucky. Uh, there was a residential one in Nashville, but there were no non-residential ones. So she and I, and, uh, assistant DA and public defender, went up to the to uh, uh, Bowling Green, I think, and observed it and thought we wanted to bring that to Rutherford County. So that's probably been, gosh, close to 20 years ago, Bart. So it goes by fast, but, but the mayor's correct. You think about the lives that that's changed and the families that has changed uh, and how that helps the economy of Rutherford County. It's just, uh, and now we've expanded to a DUI court, a mental health court, a veterans court. Uh, I, I mean, it's the... Uh, it just really shows what a special place you know, Rutherford County is. Good. But I appreciate y'all. I'll get off the phone. Good to talk with you. Good to hear yes, from sir. you, Judge. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. So he, Judge Ash, is being uh, incredibly modest, which is pretty typical for Judge Ash. Let me just great, say, great when I was a state representative and I, I was first elected in 08, I think in 09, he brought me over to his office and he talked about this with such passion. I, I remember the day very clearly and Ms. And Schneider that he talks about. And I mean, this guy got, got, got passionate about it really quick. And um, I've been a fan of John, Judge Ash in, in this endeavor ever since. And I'm 
really pleased that as mayor, I get to um, see the continued growth and expansion of those services because they're needed and they're warranted and they provide a genuine return on investment, not just financially, but in the terms of saving people's lives and restoring families. It's a phenomenal work and I'm, I'm glad to pursue it. We're very fortunate to have the drug court we and are. the other services like that. We here. truly are. Here's a question. Uh, this one just came in from a listener. They're wanting to know, is the forensic medical facility still uh, a possibility for yeah. our community? Yes. So the county has um, authorized uh, $900,000 for the architectural and design work. As a matter of fact, I spoke to the architect, Bart Klein, yesterday. And we have we have actually signed the contract. They're going to be programming uh, for that design uh, of that facility pr- over the next 30 to 60 days, and then they will begin uh, architectural uh, work on it there very soon thereafter. Uh, it's my hope and anticipation uh, that we will make a that will be part of the budget proposal for construction um, in the 24-25 uh, year, and. Um, I'm excited about the prospects of bringing that regional facility, not just to Rutherford County, but to surrounding counties. So now, where will it be located? Do you know that? Y- yes. The proposed location will be on Weekly Lane in G Street. Currently, the county owns about 17 acres up there, and we have a convenience center, a newly constructed convenience center up there and recycling center. We have the uh, uh, county clerk, clerk, not court clerk, the county clerk's office. Uh, is, has a uh, Smyrna office up there, and so we're going to use the remaining 10 acres, 10, 12 acres, to put the forensic center and an EMS facility. Very good. Do you think MTSU will be a part of it? We would like for MTSU to be a part of it. Uh, we think it would be a, a great for a teaching facility, uh, and we've reached out to MTSU, uh, but since uh, the governor's FSEG committee turned us down, we haven't heard we haven't heard back from MTSU. So I'm not sure uh, what what level of interest they have in participating. I know that Murfreesboro and Smyrna ha- have showed some interest in participating, uh, which is really good because the more we can collaborate on something like this, uh, the more the entire community b- benefits. And you're hoping that it'll be constructed. In 2024-2025. Uh, my, my hope is that we can begin constructing on the facility in the fall of 2024, and it would open on or about the first quarter of 2026. All right. So this would but be... That, but that has to get budget approval from the county commission. So we still have a significant hurdle that we have to get through, And uh, but I'm, I'm optimistic. We are a growing county, and some people say, I wish we weren't growing. Some people say, I'm glad we're growing. Whether you're for it or against it, it's going to probably happen. I think everybody agrees that the growth that we are experiencing, the pain of the growth we're experiencing, is a direct result of the conversation we were having before the break. And that is, we are a county unlike the cities and unlike neighboring counties that does not have the opportunity for growth to pay for itself. And so that the inability for growth to pay for itself puts a strain on infrastructure, which is roads, schools, law enforcement, um, fire, EMS. It strains those services. I mean, think about it, Bart. We have nine to 10,000 new people every year move to this county 
And I got people telling me we need to cut the budget. I'm kind of going, okay, what, why don't you come by my office, pick up a copy of the budget and tell me where you would like to cut. I'm all, I would love to hear your ideas about what services we want to cut. Because as it stands right now, even with the property tax rate increase that we had, we still have the second lowest property tax rate per hundred of any county in Middle Tennessee at 187 per hundred. We're still the second lowest. And so when you do a comparative analysis, it's obvious that this county is providing an incredible level of service for what we're putting into it. But this, the services that we collect, the, excuse me, the property taxes we collect were not designed for paying for growth. Good morning. You're on WGNS with County Mayor Joe Carr. Hi. I was curious as to if that is the problem. Why are we giving all these tax breaks to all these builders in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County? It makes no sense. The reason we are giving tax breaks to builders uh, in the form of property tax subsidies is because the General Assembly will not allow Rutherford County to do what Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne can do and what Williamson, okay. Wilson, and Dixon County can do. If we can get our delegation to sponsor legislation that allows us to do exactly what Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Laverne can do, it, okay. it would go away. Okay, that makes sense. That explains why you're pushing for that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, because that infuriates me when they get all these tax breaks, but the school system has to accommodate for the extra children that are moving into all these apartments and subdivisions, and we're getting no money. So that makes sense. Thank you for explaining that. And just to, if I could, just to dovetail that, I was talking to Dr. Sullivan, the Rutherford County school, school superintendent yesterday. He blew me away with a statistic I had not seen before. Rutherford County accounts for 13.7% of all new student growth in the entire state of Tennessee. 13.7. Get this. There are 95 counties in Tennessee, about 134 school districts. Rutherford County accounts for 13.7% of all new student growth in Tennessee, 13.7. Now, how in the Sam Hill are we going to pay the operating cost to educate those kids if we don't have some legislative help on dealing with growth? That's all a result of growth. Another number, in the first three months of the school year, Rutherford County added, and that's this year, added 700 new students. 700. Now, Bart, each student... The operating cost to educate that child is $9,700 a year. Multiply 700 times 9,700, and that is the additional cost that we had to bear internally to educate these kids. And that we don't get TISA money for that till next year. So we got to fund that internally. That's so the growth problem. You're saying that we are getting growth. And the other cities, which may be larger, the other counties that may be larger, Davidson, Shelby, things like that, 
may be larger, but they are not growing the way well, we Davidson are. Davidson County's not growing at all. Davidson County's and actually... Shelby is no, going they're, backwards. They're losing population. Shelby's losing population. Rutherford County grows by nine to 10,000 new people every year. That's 1,500 new students every year. The next closest county in popular, gross population growth is Knox County at 7,000. We are, we are by far and away the fastest growing county in just raw numbers in the state of Tennessee. And we are a county that doesn't, isn't allowed to, they, to pay for growth like the other cities. And we will not continue to grow like this. The county commission and the mayor will have to take some rather drastic action unless we get some help. We will be back and continue the conversation <coughs> in just a moment. If you're on the line, hold on. You're coming up next. Get your good neighbor events to us in writing two weeks before they occur. We'll put them on the radio and the internet. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Molly, a manufacturer in Murfreesboro, has grown by more than 530 employees and expanded their facility by more than 100,000 square feet. Now they need additional workers. Molly recruiter Janice Denson said, We have production operators, assembly producer positions, engineering, maintenance techs. Molly Manufacturing on Butler Drive in Murfreesboro will host a job fair on November 28th and 29th. Submit an application in advance at jobs.molly.com. That's Molly, M-A-H-L-E. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Wake Up Crew, Swap and Shop, Action Line, The Roundtable, Rutherford Issues. We're keeping it local weekday mornings here on News Radio WGNS. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. Good morning. You're on WGNS with our county mayor. Yes, good morning. Thank good you for being on. Good morning. Um, real quick question. For those that are not familiar with what's going on, could you explain what it is the cities? and other counties are able to do that the rest of the county government is not in regarding to paying for the growth. Yes, ma'am. Ex- and, and what can we as citizens do to help you? I, I love the second part to that question, um, so bear with me for just a second. So under Tennessee law, Rutherford County, like the other 94 counties, are what's considered a political subdivision of the state. 
the cities generally are, the cities are not. So it's a stru- it's a structural issue. So in the code, the Tennessee law, the cities are, were af- afforded certain abilities to do things that the counties were not. Now that's just in Tennessee law. And then as a result of a change in that law in 2006, the County Powers Relief Act, basically any county that had a private act in place that allowed them an impact fee and or development taxes could keep that impact fee or development taxes, or they could move to an adequate facilities tax. We had a development tax at the time, but we didn't have the ability in that private act, which is uh, codified in state law, the ability for the county commission to raise it, unlike other counties. And so what what they have, what the cities and the other counties have, is the ability to assess impact fees and development taxes on new growth. So the services for that new growth are paid for by the new growth. Rutherford County, we don't have that ability. Williamson County has that ability. Let me give you an example. In Williamson County, there are over 41,000 students in their public school system. Through their impact fees and development taxes, they collect over $30 million a year. That's in Williamson County. Rutherford County, by contrast, has over 52,000 public uh, school students. And we can, through our adequate facilities tax, which we cannot raise because the General Assembly won't let us, we collect a little over $5 million. So we collect $5 million for 52,000 students. Williamson County gets to collect over $30 million for 41,000 students. It's that disparity in the law that I'm trying to seek to remedy. All we want is exactly what Williamson County and Wilson County are able to do, for, and I want that for Rutherford County. All right. Does that help you, ma'am? And so then what can we do as citizens to help? Yes, um, and and that's the most important question. What I want, what I'm trying to get everybody to do is to please respectfully, cordially, because we have a wonderful delegation. They do incredible work for this county in representing us in Nashville. I would please call your state rep or your state senator and just say please support mayor carr and the county commission and their ability to be able to assess impact fees and development taxes so growth pays for itself and we have one final question this one uh, says with the county saving four million dollars by cutting the benefits of employees uh, with the wellpoint program uh, did the savings go into another area? I'm unaware that the county saved $4 million for WellPoint. I need to uh, uh, determine if that uh, fact is correct before I can comment. I, so I'll do some research on that, and then we will get back at our next show if that's okay, Bart. I, I, don't, I don't believe the premise of the correct uh, uh, question is correct, but I want to make sure before I say that uh, categorically. Okay, very good. Well, we have about 30 seconds left in our broadcast. Any final thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I, the, the previous caller talking about what you can do. All, please engage your state rep, your state senator. Uh, respectfully um, encourage them to support the county ability to do what, again, what other counties and the cities in Rutherford County are already able to do. Um, you know, Rutherford County has a AAA bond rating. We're one of only four counties that have that. We have, uh, for the first time in a very long time, a balanced budget. And we have wonderful growth, but the growth here needs to pay for itself, not the property taxpayers of Rutherford County. So that is the way it is, according to our Rutherford County Mayor, 
Joe Carr. On November 29th. <laughs> <laughs> on November 29th. And uh, for the person who asked about the honey, yes. call your office. Yeah, just call my office. And don't forget, tomorrow, the Christmas tree lighting uh, is uh, sponsored by Middle Tennessee Electric on the square. It begins at 530. We're going to light the tree at 6. And, of course, I know that WGNS will be there. Absolutely. And so tune in and watch if you can't be there. But please come by and say hello. Looking forward to all of that. That's uh, the bringing in of the Christmas season. Amen. Mayor Joe Carr with us this morning. Hey, have a super day. God bless you, Bart. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Chip is coming along next right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS Murfreesboro.